This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show. Guys, to week 59 of Tailgate Talks, you're listening to The Tailgate, where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. If you're here for Texas Tech Talk, make sure you go and swing by Club Red. That's where we knock all that out for you guys. Split that up for you a couple of months ago, but it seems like people are enjoying that a ton. But if you're listening right now, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're having a good time. Hopefully you're eating some good food. Hopefully uh, you're, 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 uh, you're, put, you're, you're putting on some weight, so you got a reason to go work out. Uh, definitely excited to have you here. Uh, make sure if that you do follow us on, on Spotify, on iTunes, if it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, drop the review below. We always appreciate that. Always helps us out a ton in the long run. Um, but, um, if you haven't already hit us up on the social media channels, uh, we have the, the Twitter page that is, uh, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you do swing by that YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification, be notified each time we post a video. Uh, if you want to follow any of us, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. Uh, lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to email us about, talk to us about, whatever you want to hear us discuss on the show, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Hit us up over there, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the tailgate. we got plenty to talk about. In this week of the NFL, we had uh, obviously a, a week 11 wrap up and the week 12 stuff coming up. Are you ready for the football? All right, Dustin, go ahead and take it away, man. All you. Yeah, buddy. Let's so we are on week 11, 11 weeks through, and we found nothing out again from this week. I'm sure one of us will get into that. There's just more crap in the middle of the standings. It just gets more crowded and crowded as the weeks go on. Usually by now it's like, all right, some teams have floated to the top. Some teams have sunk to the bottom. And that's not the case this year, especially in AFC. So we're going to do our time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team week 11 recap. Tom Brady is currently playing the football, so we do not have a new time for him. We still have week one's minute 24 comeback. Against the Cowboys, so everybody will get a minute and 24 seconds to discuss, talk about whatever they wanted to from this past weekend without any interruptions, discussion, whatever it may be. And I believe we're going to start with Brooks this week. So, Arlie, whenever you're ready, go ahead, give him a countdown and a 10-second warning towards the end. All right, all right. Brooks, you ready to go, man? Yeah, I guess so. All right, minute 24 to cover whatever you want to talk about. Going in three, two, one, go. All right, our game of the week last week on Tailgate Talks was the Chiefs versus the Cowboys. I'm going to talk about the winning side of this game, the Kansas City Chiefs. Dustin mentioned it in a crazy AFC this week. Uh, multiple teams have had chances to separate themselves at the top, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills. And time and time again, they have lost games. The Titans lose to the Texans, the Bills lose to the Jaguars, the Ravens lose to the Dolphins, and here come the Chiefs. Seven and four now on a four-game win streak, I think, and have now brought themselves to the top of their division and are just right behind all of those teams who had easy opportunities and failed to take advantage of it. And while I don't think the chiefs are back to full chief form just yet, it feels like they're slowly gaining momentum. Their defense has been a top five defense in this win streak. They shut down the Cowboys offense, albeit the Cowboys only had like Michael Gallup out there trying to catch balls, but Chris Jones is healthy. Um, Frank Clark is healthy. Tyron Matthew came out there and is healthy. And they're not playing Daniel Sorensen, which is a positive because that guy sucks. 
So I think they're starting to figure it out. They're getting closer to the Chiefs that we're used to, and you got to watch out for them and take care of the easy teams when you got them. All right. And very John. nice job, Brooks. Handling the Chiefs. Solid minute 24. I'm pumped for right it. Right on it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was right at like 120, 123. Ooh, at the yeah, buzzer. Yeah. He's pretty good. All right. He's, he's good. It was one of those field goals where you kick it with one second and so that, oh, you yeah. know. Crushed it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. Go ahead and reset that timer for yourself. Oh, all right. I'm going next. Okay. Um, I go last. Let you guys get whatever you want in there. Uh, you know, that's that's always very nice of you. Um. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start mine going in three, two, one. Okay. So mine is going to be just kind of, kind of, uh, I, I think I've touched base on this quite enough, but like these Patriots. When 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 are we gonna start considering them like like they're now leading the division, they are five and zero in the last five games, and I think this season it, it, it's it's been so much mediocre from everybody that this might be Bill Belichick's year to somehow pull it off with every team somehow like showing mediocrity left and right, and as we saw like with him against the against the the. The Browns dismantled mediocre quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, but the offense of the of the uh, Falcons is mediocre now. Um, like, is this kind of the year that we're going to see the Patriots come back and clap back, basically, at Tom Brady's last year of winning the Super Bowl? Like, is this going to be Bill's, Bill Belichick's one, one return back to where, you know, Dustin's got to change that shirt to say tied 7-7 seven and seven now? Like... <laughs> Are we going to have to say that at the end of this? I don't know. But uh, Mac Jones is looking pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. And I'm excited for it. I I, I started to love the – not love the Patriots, but like watching them during the Tom Brady era, and I'm excited for this. That's all my time. I cut off fast. I was like rambling, I cut guess. Cut himself I off there. Almost uh, ran over that time. Uh, a little bit. I've got some important Patriot players on a fantasy team, so I didn't want to throw the Brooks curse at them. Okay. Uh, the reason I threw the Chiefs out there is they got a bye week next week. So <laughs> they're, yeah. the Patriots are just it's weirdly scary right now what they're doing. I don't get it. But yeah, they're, they they're doing it at the they right didn't time. They have a bye week coming up right now with how hot they are. True. Um, all right. Dustin, your turn. You got, I'm ready. You got your topic? You got what you're going to oh, yeah. ramble on about for minute 20? 24? Oh, yeah. All right. Going in three, two, one, go. So I was going to do a follow-up to Brooks's AFC clusterfuck of a conference from last week. It got more cloudy um, this week. You have all but four teams at 500 or better, and there's only one team at eight and three. Everybody else is mixed in the middle there. And even that 8-3 and three team we thought was so good, the Tennessee Titans last week, they're like, hey, they're the only, like, really good team. And then the freaking Houston Texans beat them. They have four picks on Ryan freaking Tannehill. And so it's like, oh, so y'all don't want to be good either. Okay, great. And then the Ravens do what the Ravens have been doing all year. They have backups in, they have a backup quarterback, and still go win games. Patriots, Bill's doing his best coaching job. Mac Brown's great. The Chiefs are hot. Everybody else kind of doesn't know what they want to be, especially a team like the Buffalo Bills, who we thought were good. Nope. They don't want to win games anymore either. They're inconsistent on offense. Defense is sometimes good, sometimes not. Who just who wants to show up? Um, so maybe in the next few weeks, the AFC will try to figure it out, or if it's anything like we know, they'll just keep it Ten cloudy seconds. and crappy like this. And under 10 seconds. All right. So Dustin, Dustin Wimmer over here thinking he's better than Tom Brady. Uh, Boys, man. <laughs> I just got to get it in there. Don't want to pressure the pressure you know, the clock, but there's our uh, all AFC week 11 recap for you. <laughs> AFC cluster. Like that's really all there was for news last week. It was just dumb. Like why, yeah, why is Why are the Colts stomping out the bills? Why are Colts the Texans are beating the Titans? Things. Like, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about all these teams coming up. Good God. All right, all right. So that does wrap it up, Dustin. Keep going, man. All you. All right. Let's get into week 12. So we got some Thanksgiving Day games. Kind of why we're recording this early. So you guys can listen to us earlier in the week, weekend. 
first one of the day is obviously the Cowboys always playing on Thanksgiving. Obviously, the Lions always play too, but we're not going to talk about them this week. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> hey, they covered the spread for me. Honestly. Yeah, right. I, I thought everybody would want to hear hear about Andy Dalton versus whoever the Lions quarterback was. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Raiders and Cowboys, Thanksgiving Day, like usual. Um, Cowboys are a seven-point favorite. The Raiders look pretty crappy ever since all their kind of emotional stuff a month ago died down. Um, but, Brooks, do you think the Cowboys can bounce back this game against a crappy Raiders team? You would hope. It's kind of – it's it's like we talked uh, right after the Broncos game. It's like, can you show who you are? Are you a playoff contending team that's just going to get there and lose? Or are you a Super Bowl contending team? Like you really figure that stuff out in these weeks. They're going through a lot of injuries at the receiver position, so that's going to hurt them. They've got, you know, Mari Cooper's out with uh, COVID, so he's not going to be playing. Yeah. And then CeeDee Lamb is in concussion protocol, so we're not sure what's going to happen there. Yep. So looking like Michael Gallup's going to be your number one receiver. And we saw that for a half against the Chiefs and it didn't do squat. So, um, and, and I think the Chiefs kind of had a really solid game plan that you can figure out how to stop the Cowboys. Now just a lot of pressure on Dak and then the offense wasn't able to do anything. Now it's crazy to say, but the Cowboys defense has been what kept them in that game. Yeah. Um, and it didn't let it get out of hand, but that offense needs to bounce back, needs to create more running lanes for Zeke and Pollard, and Dak needs to do a better job of getting it to his receivers. So um, I imagine that they'll bounce back. The Raiders are probably a really good get-right game for them uh, this week. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't be too scared, but, I mean, if you play another close one, apparently this, you know, uh, AFC West division – uh, has the Cowboys numbers so far with losses to the Broncos and the Chiefs. Um, so we'll see what the Raiders can do, but I wouldn't expect them to pull this one out. Yeah, and Tyron Smith being in and out at left tackle. Um, I feel like it's a yearly conversation they have to have, and obviously that hurt. I mean, you got to take him out of the that offensive line. Um, Arley, what are your thoughts on Cowboys Raiders Thursday? Um... It's like Cowboys need to win this game, and they don't have to win now. They got they got time to kind of make up some games. Like if you're, I think I heard this earlier today, but like if you're if you're if you're above five hundred at the halfway point of the season, then then you know you have a decent shot of making the playoffs. Like yeah. you got to win out, sure, but and they're not in any kind of like win now or go home situation. But you need to kind of start seeing them. If they're going to have a playoff presence like they want to be, then this is where it needs to start showing. Like, what kind of team are you? How deep are you? Can you overcome the adversity of losing your one and two receivers? Um, which, not easy to do. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, uh, Amari Cooper and, and, you know, obviously a commanding presence. C.D. Lamb, obviously, you know, been phenomenal for him already. But... Can they overcome that and and win this game? They 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 need to kind of start showing some any kind of playoff form, anything. And, and I'm not convinced that they win more than one game in this playoff already. Well, yeah, that's a conversation we'll have later because yeah, how many teams in both both conferences are just true? Nobody wants to be good. Like, there's no all star team right now, and even the yeah. Bucks right now are tied with the. Yeah, three and six giants as we speak. Yeah, so. I was about to say it's like hard to jump the ship on any team or yeah, get too excited about them because just wait a week and they can completely change the narrative, uh, and then wait another week and they can completely destroy that narrative. So for it's sure. just tough to yeah. predict. I think the injuries, like Brooks mentioned, is a big factor for the Cowboys because Zeke yep. got injured, Tyron Smith's in and out. Maybe the other two guys are good. Uh, your receiving core is getting less and less so we'll kind of see hopefully they do get it right with the Raiders not being great but they are have a good pass rush so that could yeah. hurt another Thanksgiving night game this is always the uh in a random night or Thanksgiving game you always have Lions and Cowboys to start the day off and then a random one 
Bills and the Saints. And the Bills are another one of those teams, like, you've had opportunities to show how good you are. Josh Allen, you're supposed to be this MVP guy. And then you crap away another game last week. And the Saints are hanging around. And so, why do you think the Saints can hang around in this Thursday night game against the Bills? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I I think Bills are gonna start kind of working on their comeback. Uh, they're they're a good cold weather team, and I, I'm expecting them to start kind of ramping that up. It's in um, New Orleans, so that doesn't matter. I know we had this conversation last year. Arley loves the cold weather. I still am faithful <laughs> to it. Cold weather in a dome is going to be As we together. go on in the season, the Bills do get better. I'm going to hold true to that and hold faithful to that. No, I, and but talent-wise, too, I, I do still. I mean, uh, Bills are still putting up 400 yards a game and only allow, allowing less than three. Uh, statistically, they still have the advantage, in my opinion. Better quarterback, better roster. And uh, kind of similar to the Cowboys scenario, they kind of need to start figuring out what's going to be their wins win situation. And so I think that they'll come through and win this game, but this whole season is a clusterfuck of predictions anyway. So fuck yep. do I know. <laughs> Brooks, do you know anything about the Bills and Saints? No. You started that off with such a confident no, too. I know. <laughs> we ended up by saying what the. It's fuck because every mean? time I talk myself into a team, like they, they immediately that week, they're like, "Oh yeah, we suck again." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm done gonna be with my confident predictions in this season. <laughs> like, sure, either team can win this game is my analysis of Especially it. Especially <laughs> with the ASC team, like. It's well, you know, the NFC ain't doing itself any favors either. NFC's not much better. And so this one is I mean, I'm definitely watching the Bills more in this one because I do have some major concerns for them. They don't have really have much of a running game. Uh that's been non existent. Who do they have really other yeah. than Stephon Diggs at receiver that you're that scares you at receiver? Yeah. Um, their defense that was really good at the start of the year hasn't been as good lately. And so there's a lot of things kind of poking their head up on them lately that are really rooms for concern. And if you remember at the beginning of the year, Dustin, you were you were kind of halting on the Bills a little bit when we were talking about yeah, their overs and stuff. And a lot of the same reasons. Hey, Josh Allen hasn't proven that he is this kind of guy more than one season. Right. And so this is becoming more of a, all right, is Josh Allen the guy from last year or is Josh Allen the guy that we were used to seeing before last year? And so far it's kind of trending in the direction that the Bills wouldn't want it to go. So this is a game that would make me nervous as a Bills fan. Like on the road, the Saints need this one too. It's not like they've been getting blown out or anything. They've Mm -hmm. been competitive even though they're with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. So is definitely one of those games where you can find yourself like on the lower part of the AFC, which sure you're still in the mix there, but like we've talked about, it's such a jumbled up mess. You've got to, yeah. you've got to win these games to try to separate yourself and give you a chance at the playoffs and more L's is going to, is just going to hurt that. So this is a huge game for them, I think. And also the saints. Yeah. The saints are sticking around. I would think the bills have a little more, um, urgency to them because of the pressure the Patriots are putting on. Yeah, Patriots are all of a sudden winning that division and yep. have won, I think, five straight. Yep. And this was supposed to be the Bills' year to take the division from them while the Patriots are still kind of transitioning. And then they have cracked that opportunity away, and it's a, it's a dogfight for the last third of the season. So, and, and two, speaking of them... Sorry. No, I was going to say, in, in two ways they've crapped it out because they were supposed to be able to basically stomp out the Patriots. But then not only that, they've been given an opportunity from the football gods with with Miami sure. being kind of half-assed. Like, they were right, supposed to right. be good this year, too. Like, two, two misfires. For sure. All right, let's stick in that division, AFC East. Patriots and Titans. We talked in my recap earlier about the Titans. Thought, we thought they were the only good AFC team, and then they come out last week and – lay a goose egg against the Houston Texans. Like their two losses this year, I believe that two, maybe three, are against the Jets and the Texans. Correct. Two of their losses are horrible. Yeah, they 
They have a third loss on there because they lost yeah. to the Cardinals to start the season. But that but, one's fine. <laughs> but it's like, dude, y'all had a chance to maybe get some room, especially while Derrick Henry's out and they are, you're given a cupcake game and team. And, I mean. Should have been a home run out of the what, park for him. It should have. We going to take the Titans as still a good team or we're going to take the hot Patriots in this one, Brooks? Uh, once again, Either of these teams could win this game in this <laughs> final house. So. Um, and, and that's Brooks' take. All right, we're out, guys. <laughs> no, I, I really think the Titans have some, a lot of concerns here. This offense has not been good since Derrick Henry left. No. And even though they were able to get a couple wins there, despite him being gone, you know, what they showed against the Texans was pretty pretty Ooh. damn poor and <laughs> has me on high alert if I was a Titans fan. If I am Roger, if I am RC Maxfield, I am definitely <laughs> getting a little nervous because they have no run game. They don't have a they don't have a running back right now that's like dominating the carries. They it seems like each game they have a new guy that they're trying to figure it out with. And so that's been tough for them. And you know, you just gotta rely on that defense. And, you know, it's only gonna hold serve so much. Like if your offense yeah. isn't able to put up points if Tannehill is going to throw four interceptions if AJ Brown's not healthy um, they're losing a lot of weapons and I heard Bill Simmons say this day he was like this kind of has last year's Pittsburgh Steeler vibes to me mm. where hot start and then down the stretch and with their schedule like you could really see them fizzle out uh, as they wait for the hopeful return of Henry but yeah. I mean a lot of things that concern me on that offense and it doesn't help that you're playing a team that's been killing it on the defensive end lately yeah for sure all right what do you think about titans patriots um god i I mean i'm with brooks like you want to go in confidently to say like oh this is going to be this or this is gonna be that i'm leaving these fucking titans on the shelf (laughs) yep you saw that you saw that little post uh, i put in the in the group chat like they're staying on the shelf i i I try i want (laughs) to take them down i do but like Without Derrick Henry there to run the play action, Tannehill's mediocre. Like, he he has his moments. He can pass it. But without the threat of the best running back in the league, uh, his his players aren't as open. He's throwing more interceptions, trying to force the play. He's not not a number one. And who is better in this league than Bill Belichick going up against mediocre quarterbacks? Best one in the game. So, like, I'm not surprised at all that they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I even think that's a little on the low end. Uh, They're not some sort of offensive powerhouse, but defensively, Bill is going to just make this a nightmare of a game for for Tannehill, that's for sure. Hard to predict how this is going to end. Again, this is the wrong year to to say that's definitely going to happen, but statistically, defensively, the Patriots are looking real solid and, and they're, they're going toe to toe offensively with the Titans that are one of the hottest teams in the league overall this year, I guess, but maybe empty calories. I don't know. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you that the hot Patriots, they're so efficient on offense and the Titans right now, offense is banged up Mm -hmm. and just not, they're not able to produce hardly anything. And now if A.J. Brown's not going to be out there, he's going to be questionable for this weekend's game. I don't see how against a really good Patriots defense that can take away whatever they want to take away from you, that Tannehill is going to have much opportunity to do anything. I think the Patriots are going to swarm them kind of like they did the Falcons last week. That was the most like dominating 20-point shutout. <laughs> yeah. with, you would have thought that game was 40-0, to zero, not 20-0. to zero. <laughs> They had to make it 25 because 28 minus 3 is 25. So that That's what actually, it was. That's what it they was. They had to beat him right. that way on the a- night that there was a three-hour and 28-minute eclipse yep just did the jokes will never stop <laughs> did you did you tweet that at all because i, I saw it in the group chat yeah. but that's a funny message oh yeah, yeah. okay okay good He's out there that's funny but uh another good game another hot hot team right now the indianapolis jonathan taylor colts <laughs> versus tom brady and the bucks bucks are up a touchdown on the giants right now 
most likely should win this game. So you got two kind of you got the Bucks bouncing back. You got the Colts who all of a sudden look so damn good, especially with Jonathan Taylor's hundred and like eighty yards and five touchdown performance last weekend. He's looking like an MVP right now. And especially with how like the quarterback play has been so up and down this year. I would think he's the MVP with Derrick Henry going out, Josh Allen fluttering. Dak's not great. And so, all right, what do you think about this game? Bucks and Colts. Bucks probably going to win this game. So, two teams coming in on a winning, winning streak, winning records. Well, I, I don't know what to predict, and I don't trust anybody or anything right now. <laughs> we are doing great. <laughs> like, what do you think about this? We're, we're going to say it on yeah. every game. Because you can't. This game. You can't know. predict yeah. shit this year, and it's so annoying. Because as soon as you throw <laughs> your hat in the ring on any team, they're like, no, nah, this is our week to suck. Uh, my, my, my gut on this one is towards Tampa Bay, but Indianapolis is just looking better and better each week they're figuring it out because like they were looking good with philip rivers and like with carson wentz they have a little bit more of a package and he's been been super efficient 18 touchdowns to three interceptions he's yep, doing he's his job keeping it up yeah but he's doing his job he's doing his job like that's that's kind of what they needed was somebody that could still air the ball out but not try and hit that stupid tight pocket window and miss it like Rivers always does. So, like, uh, Wentz is looking hot, and I, this is going to be a competitive matchup. I still think Tampa Bay is going to come out with the win, but this is going to be really difficult for them. Yeah. Brooks, what do you think about this one? You don't know either? I'm trying to watch. Oh, that's definitely that's pass interference. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were running a Wildcat offense with their – receiver and the receiver was chunking it deep so i just see the yeah, he threw like a 50 yard bomb um and it was pretty dang good pass but yeah it's another one that's tough to predict i i do feel like we kind of know what these teams are i think mm-hmm. more than just a lot of other teams in the nfl like the colts what makes wentz good with the colts is is jonathan taylor yeah like if they don't have jonathan taylor i don't think this colts team is anywhere near this good but he gives him such a gives Carson Wentz such great support on the ground. He might not win MVP, but he'll win fantasy MVP this year. Uh, he yeah. put up a f- 50 points in fantasy last week, like five TDs. The dude's incredible. And so he doesn't put as much pressure on Wentz, and that's what's going to make the Colts really good. Their defense yep. makes you have to beat them, and now their offense is something that you really have to have to worry about. And Carson Wentz can beat you if he's not having to do it all himself. So it's been really uh, fun to watch them bounce back, and Dustin's prediction of them being in the playoffs is starting to look better and better each week. Yeah, it was. Uh, as for the Bucks, like they're, they've been struggling lately, uh, two losses, and hopefully, you know, bounce, get back on track with a win tonight against the Giants, just not by more than 11 points. And <laughs> – you know, ultimately, I think it should be a really good game. Um, one that, you know, coin flip to me, I, I do think that the Colts can win this one. I, I really like the way that they've been playing lately. So uh, for the Bucks, it'll be a good test for them uh, to go up against the playoff caliber team on the road and see if they can, you know, go in there and pull off a victory. Jesus, he jumped offside so fast, <laughs> so far. How did I, I don't know. Was that not called pass interference or no? They waved it off. Their feet basically just got tangled up. Oh. Uh, Dustin, what do you what are you thinking about this game, man? I mean, you're the you're you're one of the Brady homers here. What what, what do you what do you feel about this uh, Bucks Colts game? You guys nailed both of it. How we got two pretty good teams. Um, it's gonna be a toss up game in a good way. I don't think it's gonna be like a one team doesn't show up and get blown out type of game. Yeah. Um, and Carson Wentz has calmed down. You know, he's kind of like a – it's like a German Shepherd puppy, and maybe now we're a few weeks in, he's calmed down, he's aged a little bit, and he's not as uh, excited that he has to play quarterback every week. <laughs> and so if he can – we're going to say this every week with him. If he can contain himself and not be an idiot, then the Titans will be – or not the Titans, the Colts will be in good shape. So – 
that would be a really good game to yeah. watch. I don't know much about going into it like right now. So, cool. but let's get to our last game. Shot bet this let's week. Go. Definitely the best game of the week. Rams versus Packers. Once again, uh, I mean, Packers thought we're going to be good. They were rolling for a little while, and then they get upset by the Vikings last week. Um, and now got some injuries on their O-line. Aaron Rodgers a little banged up. Uh, so one-point spread for the Packers. So I'm assuming yeah. this game's in Green Bay. Yeah, it is. Where it will be cold, I bet, are they? Will it be cold? So 35 think, degrees. Do you think that will affect the Rams in this game, are they? You know what? I'm going to go with the Packers on this one because it's cold. Uh <laughs> No, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I had a lot of faith in these Rams, and they are still 7-3. and three, uh, And that's not a bad record, especially this season. Um, but they, they, they've had their, their bit of injury problems, too. They're a little bit of an injury bug. And uh, I think Green Bay is going to want to try and really bounce back. Uh, they, they, had, they had kind of a rough... Loss last week against the, uh, or I guess this this last week against the Vikings, tough opponent to lose to, especially for Green Bay. Um, I think that they're going to try and bounce back at home, and I do think that they'll actually run away with this one. I, I don't think that it's going to be that close. Uh, this is Aaron Rodgers at home, and uh, the Rams, they they've lost a little bit of my my. Like I had blind confidence in them for for a number of weeks there. Like I really thought they were like the league's favorite for the first like five weeks of the season, and that's just kind of slowly dwindling away. Uh, lost to San Francisco, lost to the Titans back to back, and Green Bay is still really good at home in cold weather. Yeah. All right. Anyways, it's be cold. That's my take. Yeah. Brooks, <laughs> what do you think? Rams going to Green Bay. I don't know. It's going to be called. So, I don't know. Uh, we know the I don't know on all five of these games. Yeah, we got to say it on each one now. <laughs> it's going to be called, and it's going to be called, and it's going to be called. So it's going to be called, so you got to prepare. Hope they wear jackets. It's going to be cold. Uh, I, this, is, this is an interesting one. If you look kind of this season, teams after bye weeks haven't fared very well. Um, I think there's some stats about it since they've changed like the NBA or NFL player association change. And so you can, you can't really have practices on a bye week You can only have walkthroughs or whatever. Hmm. So that's changed. You know, the bucks came back from a bye and they lost and hmm. a lot of other good teams have come back from buys and lost. So the Rams coming off a bye, having to go to green Bay against a Packer team that just lost to the Vikings sounds like a, not a great situation, but, Aaron Rodgers is complaining about a toe injury right now. Um, the running game wasn't very good against the Vikings this last week, but Aaron Rodgers made up for that. But their defense did not look very great against the Vikings. The Vikings kind of were able to throw it all over the field on them. And this one matters more for the Rams right now, I think. Mm -hmm. I really think it does, coming off of two losses where they didn't really compete in them. And so they're had a week here to kind of get things back on track get some time for Odell to get incorporated with the offense familiar with the offense I think their defense is going to be better so I'm actually going to go with the Rams this week I think the Rams kind of bounce back and prove uh, that they are one of the best teams in the NFL and that these last few weeks were kind of just a uh, little lull that they were going through and I expect McVeigh to kind of try to get this corrected um, yeah and and Matt Stafford's played in Green Bay before, so. Yep. Yeah, he's playing in the in the cold, playing in Detroit for ten years or twelve um, years. He's been there a long time now. Uh, how, how many how many losses would the Rams need to get to really fully consider OBJ a curse? <laughs> um, <laughs> like. Like he, uh, I, I think then the the talk started with before the San Francisco game, right? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't really that. call it a curse, but when he, he, yeah, he got to the Niners and then they immediately got blown out. But yeah. I don't know. 
if, if they lose this game and maybe one more, I'm gonna start looking at him. I'm gonna be like, dude, you, you're you're a fucking curse in the locker room. Yeah, we can be on Odell curse watch. I think I think that right might be it. But <laughs> I'm I'm leaning with Brooks on this one. I think the Rams are needed that bye week to get all their new new puzzle pieces more into place. I mean, they brought in a couple guys right before trade deadline that are big pieces and losing. Um, Robert Woods right before that last game and Odell's not ready yet to fill that role. That's a big, big hit in the offense um, to have happen like on a Friday before your Sunday game. And so I think the Rams use that to kind of get their offense figured out of who needs to be where. And maybe Odell read some playbook and learned more than what he was on the field for last week. Same with Vaughn Miller trying to be out there a little more than I think 40% of plays. So I, I think the Rams go up there and, and take this um, probably pretty handily, honestly, maybe by a touchdown or so. So, Arley, what are you picking here? Me and Brooks both took the Rams, the Lions-Packers um, by one right now. I'm going to take uh, Green Bay at home. Okay. That's definitely that's definitely my pick. Because on Because it's cold? No, no, no. It's because it's green. Um, <laughs> that made no so. sense. I just had to say something. That was dumb. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on now. Sorry, they doesn't have to keep talking about how the Green Bay Packers are green. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Uh, not really any huge NFL news. We've got quite a few injuries bouncing around the league. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has a toe thing going on. Cowboys got multiple injuries. But that's how the NFL always works. Like, I don't think this year is any different than any other year. I think it's just kind of recency bias that, oh, it's just because it's happening now or to your team that you're like, oh, my God, blah, 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 adding another game. Just football, man. Like, people are going to get hurt. Yeah. You need depth. Yeah. It's, it's, teams it's, are going to win games because of injury. Teams are going to lose man. games and seasons because of injuries. If you play fantasy football, you know this because every yes. year you win the – like somebody wins the championship with some dude that they picked up in week 13 right. because – you know, guy gets hurt, and, and some dudes make money off that because they get yeah. from practice squad to Eli, Elijah That's, Mitchell starting for the 49ers every week. All of a sudden, and it's like, yep. where did he come from? It's just uh, that's a <laughs> silly argument, though. If anybody's actually thinking the 17 game season is just different, like no, well, this you'll is... hear you'll hear it later in the year or after the season. Oh episode. my god! Yeah, but I, I think can... now that's why people need to and GMs need to build try to build more depth on their team rather than load up on top end talent kind of situation. <clears throat> Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys they, have pretty good depth. Oh, they, they have pretty good depth, but they're they're also a little like they're deaf, but they have top heaviness to them too. Sure. Let's get to the underdog picks. Let's go. So Brooks's game is currently on. He had the New York, New York from the losers will last week. So he has giants plus 11. So that game is currently on. So what we're going to give Brooks is he's going to get the last pick, but he's going to spin a wheel for the winner's wheel and make a pick on that. He's going to spin the loser's wheel and make a pick bait based on that. And he can double up and take one that me and Arlie already picked. If he wants to, just because the circumstances here kind of, kind of have to. So Brooks going to go third there with his game currently on not looking good either. But uh, <laughs> only, lo- only losing by seven. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Not horrible. We're in the zone. We're in the zone. had another regular pick from the winner's wheel, and he picked the Colts against the Bills, and they dominated on the back of Jonathan Taylor. So Arlie will get to go first on the winner's wheel. I went with the Detroit Lions, and everybody was like, boo, oh, yep. the Lions pick, oh, no. <laughs> and they had some crappy backup quarterback, and I found that out on, like, Friday afternoon. I'm like, oh, great. Like, this is going to go horrible for me. <laughs> and then nope. they kept it close. So like, You were playing Baker Mayfield, so. <laughs> yeah, I even went on my fantasy team, like, Saturday morning and picked up the Browns defense because they were playing against this scrub backup from UConn. <laughs> That worked out, too. Uh, I will get to go to the winner's wheel as well. True. So, Arlie, bring up the uh, yeah. winner's wheel. We got it up. We got it up. You are the first pick, man. The board is nice this week. It is nice. All right. Uh, so, let's go ahead and spin. We'll get this going. 
Let's see. Brooks is not on a delay this week, so we can react as oh, we Oh, that's true. Let's oh, go! We did not hit a regular pick. He has a bye week plus a pick. Brooks, you were explaining that earlier, and I was not listening, so will you explain that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, before, it was just the bye week, and so you would receive the bye week, which means you don't have to make a pick for this week, and next week you just go make another regular pick. Yeah. But because you had no pick or whatever, you just went kind of to the end of the line. Yeah. Or whatever, basically, and I feel like that shouldn't necessarily be a punishment. Oh. That means you have to pick last. So the bio week plus a pick means Arlie can pick any of the underdogs uh, that he wants. It doesn't yeah. take them off the board for you or me, Dustin, because it okay. doesn't count. Uh, he's just picking it, and how he does on that game will help determine his order. Gotcha. So he doesn't lose if this pick loses. He just yeah. – ends up going you know third or second based okay so, so Arlie gets to make but if he picks a good just... one and it wins by a lot like he did yeah. the, the colts then he'll get to go first again and the key there is that that game is not off the table for me so it's not off the table for us all right lots of good picks out there what are you thinking man um i think this plus seven for the cowboys is a little high right now i don't trust mm -hmm. them to blow out the Raiders the just Raiders. yet. I don't trust it. Uh, so so that is going to be my pick for this week. It is going to be. Right. I'm, I'm going to be taking the Raiders on this one I, again. Wow. That's all. I just don't. I just don't trust them to blow that out. I'm really that taking far. the Raiders plus seven against the Cowboys. That one was not on my likable list. To be was honest. not on my list either. But as we mentioned, it doesn't matter win or lose for Arley this yeah, week. Yeah. He's automatically. He's got a pass. Um, but he will have to pick a regular pick again next week or cool. the following week, and this will just help determine his order. So, and that is still on the board if either of us wanted it. Cool, cool. All right, Arlie, go ahead and uh, give me a yeah. new winner's wheel for Dustin. Yep, yeah. Give me a one second to finish typing your tweet out. Okay. All right, I am ready for you now. Let's go. All right. Going in three, two, one, spin. And for you guys out there watching, we did add some new stuff to the winner's wheel. We got um, any bird team. Let's see what I get. Of course, regular yeah. pick. I tried yeah, to avoid yeah. it. So <laughs> Dustin, tried to bro, add themes see? the wheel this week <laughs> on both the winner's and loser's wheel to avoid how many regular picks we have gotten. And but course, we still got to have the opportunity to keep things like yeah, yeah. You know, the winner's will and loser's will were built to just give you a possible advantage. We don't want you winning and then always just Win. winning, 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 winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, keep yep. it to where you have a chance to have to go to loser's will. Not tilt, too, it, so. tilt it in your favor so much. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there were a few games. I think I've talked myself off of liking that Titans five and a half. Mm -hmm. so we talked about that game earlier and their kind of injury struggles and how good the Patriots defense is doing. Um, I'm not going to double up back-to-back -back weeks on the Lions. I know y'all really <laughs> hoping for that. Please do. Probably. It's the Bears. Um, <laughs> honestly, I like the Steelers four and a half on the Bengals. It's one of my likable games. I can um, see that. So, I didn't like the Raiders seven on the Cowboys. Um, so, Steelers four and a half versus the Bengals. All right. So, uh, Brooks's. Oh, no, stop. Yeah, no, I got this. I got this. Sorry. It's my first time, guys. I was a little nervous. Uh, okay. All right. So, let's start. Let's start me off. Like Dustin said, I'm going to spin both wheels. Let's start me off with the loser's wheel. Okay. And let me do my loser wheel pick Rush first, and then I'll do winner's wheel. Okay. All right. All right. Spinning Brooks's loser's wheel now. And just shout out what it lands on when it hits, because I'm not watching this. All right. All right. We got this. And it lands on the shot bet. <laughs> all right. So, so Rams Packers that is a new that is a new addition to the will. Dustin mentioned we added some new things. So the shot bet is I am attached to Arlie's shot bet pick in the NFL. So 
if the Giants fail to cover and I am on the loser's will, my pick for this week is the Packers yep. minus one against the Rams. So not terrible because it is hedging no. my Rams bet. So that's that wouldn't true. be horrible. All right. Wouldn't be horrible. So now we'll go to my winner's will. And going in three, two, one. Boom. And another regular pick. And another regular pick. <laughs> Did I save the winner's will? <laughs> <I> t- <laughs> All right, I, so regular pick. Let's pull up the. I got the list. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but I'm pretty sure you got your your own yeah, I've version. Got thing over here. I'm just looking and trying to figure out which one. <laughs> I like Dustin. I am fearful of the Titans. I'm wanting to stay away from that one. Yeah, and. Really, just isn't a lot on this board. Uh, I'm gonna go Saints. Okay. I am gonna go with the Saints uh, on the Bills. The Bills have just been looking a little sus lately, and I think the Saints have a good enough defense to slow Josh Allen down yeah. in that offense. And then they've been doing enough offensively to be competitive. So I think at home. Uh, a four and a half point spread. I like the chances of them being able to cover that. So, all right. Give me the Saints. If you win, and then the Packers if you lose. Correct. So. All right. Cool. So, we will find out. We'll update you guys on that later. Um, currently covering. So, currently covering. <laughs> and, so and, that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Brooks has either Packers minus one if he loses this Giants game or the Saints four and a half if he wins it. Dustin, I took the Steelers four and a half versus the Bengals, and Harley's got Raiders plus seven versus the Cowboys. So good luck to everybody on the wheels and underdogs. Harley, take it over, man. All right, all right. So that does wrap up our NFL discussion. Uh, Always a ton of fun. I don't know if other people out there are really enjoying our underdog pick as much as we are, but like I'm having like the most fun with that thing every single week. I've definitely been loving it. Um, so oh. definitely solid, solid, uh, bringing onto the show there from Brooks. He, I think he's the one who initially started that idea. Um, uh, but, uh, speaking of Brooks, we are going to go ahead and hand the show over to him. He's going to take over for the NBA shot. All right, Brooks, man. NBA, what's going on? Uh, we got a little bit of news there I'm sure you're going to want to talk about. Yeah, there's some news. Not a whole lot going on right now in the NFL, but some significant thing did happen last night. If you yeah, were paying dude. attention to the <laughs> Lakers and the Detroit Piston games, uh, crazy things happen in Detroit. And so uh, last night on the free throw line and in a box out, LeBron – uh, got a little too physical on the rebound and elbowed and hit the Isaiah Stewart, who is in his sophomore season uh, or his second season with the Detroit Pistons in the face, blooding up his eye pretty good. And Isaiah Stewart took exception to what LeBron did and had to be held back by like his whole team, the Lakers, multiple people kept trying to go at LeBron. And kind of caused quite the scene last night. Both players were ejected. LeBron ejected for the foul and Isaiah Stewart for uh, his reaction to the foul. So um, ended up, you know, being quite the ruckus. And then the Lakers ended up coming back on the Pistons to get the victory without LeBron on the court. And so uh, today the NBA issued suspensions for the two of them, LeBron receives a one-game suspension for his act in the altercation, and Isaiah Stewart receives two-game suspension, which a lot of people are like, oh, like, of course it was going to be this way. But if you watched, Isaiah Stewart's reaction was, like, definitely deserved a couple game suspensions after, like, trying to, like, bull rush <laughs> LeBron James. Yeah. Like, He went crazy. Like, he went pretty crazy if he would have just been, like, 
you know, been upset and like jawed at him, he probably would have gotten away with it. But instead he decided to try to fight the whole Laker team. And so, uh, so that happened last night. Uh, obviously you don't see a lot. It's a lot of altercations that have LeBron James involved in it. So this was definitely out of the ordinary, but he definitely went over the line with his foul. And I think it was reported today that he reached out to Isaiah Stewart and let him know, Hey, it wasn't intentional, which if you're watching, I don't think it necessarily wasn't that he meant to hit him in the face. I think, you know, it was a little physical on the box out and he thought he was trying to push him away. And it turns out he was pushing away his face, but y'all see it. what did y'all think? Uh, yeah, he what do y'all think pretty, about it? He hit him pretty hard. So I don't know what LeBron's thought process was, but I mean, yeah, he whacked him pretty hard. I mean, What's his name? Was bleeding pretty severely. Yeah, I would was, say. Yeah. So, but that still doesn't justify like how he snapped and how he was acting. So it's like, I think the suspensions for both of them are right on, and we'll see how uh, things shake out when they play again on Sunday. Yeah, LeBron's not a dirty player, so I don't think that there was any ill will behind it. It just just happened, and I think it was definitely an overreaction early. Any parting thoughts on the? Yeah, this is. I mean, this is this is clearly more on Isaiah Stewart because, like, this is the second shot. This is uh, like this is like you know the 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 change of possession, and you almost what nine times out of ten you get boxed out there every time. So this is Isaiah Stewart trying to push through that. And, like, I mean, I, I have this thing on replay on the stream if y'all are watching live. And, like, you can just see he just gets boxed out. And LeBron just kind of pushes him back. And it just happens to, unfortunately, be his face. And then Isaiah Stewart's the one who's like, uh, nah, man, unacceptable. Like, and just throws a kind of a baby fit. Like, well, I get LeBron it. You, you got hit. LeBron but... went a little extra with it. Like, yeah. if you see his arm, he, he definitely goes a little extra. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And but, so... like, but like it's because he's pushing in on his, like, on, on his left shoulder, and he's trying to keep him boxed in, and then Isaiah's hanging over him a little bit. Like, I don't know. I I, I think I think the, the league did it a little bit fairly. I think, I think that some kind of punishment should have been issued to LeBron, and one is probably about right, in my opinion. Yeah, so uh, and I think some fines came with uh, Isaiah Stewart as well, so he'll have some additional fees to pay off for that. But yeah, ultimately you gotta have a cool head in those situations. Yeah. While he did get bloodied up pretty good, you can't go run at the opposing team the way he did and have to be held back like he was and expect to not have any sort of suspension or fine or anything could hedge your way. Um, a lot of people were like, "Man, we were this close to Malice at the Palace." <laughs> round two <laughs> but luckily nothing worse than that happened and so we move on and we'll go to another team that uh is out west in the other news this week luke walton's tenure as the head coach of the sacramento kings comes to an end kings are off to a 6 and 16 start this season heading to i think what would be a french uh, like a franchise record 16 straight postseasons missed if they missed this wow. season so they decide to part ways with him, which I think is the right call. A team that has been close to getting into the, you know, the eight seed in these playoffs recently, they were competing for the play in tournament last year and ultimately off to a really terrible start. Thus in any parting thoughts for Luke Walton, who made his whole coaching career off coaching the golden state warriors for a spurt which is probably the easiest team to ever have to coach. What do you think about Luke Walton in his tenure being over? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of questionable when he got hired a couple years ago because yeah, he filled in for what a third or half a season for Steve Kerr. Yeah. Arguably one of the best teams ever put together. So it's like, did he really, should he have been hired for that? People were super questioning it. And then obviously he didn't do anything with the opportunity, and I mean they have it. They've had some high draft picks. No one's really panned out, whether that be themselves or coaching. And so, I think it's just another meddling franchise that needs to make a move to try to go in a different direction. 
Yeah, Arlie, any uh, thoughts on the Kings, a team that rarely gets discussed on this podcast? <laughs> uh, it's the first time I've heard of the Kings, but I'm happy to be talking about them. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's it's the nature of the beast. I mean, if you don't produce wins, or you don't uh, compete, and especially in the West, uh, it's it's that's the end result. You're going to get let go. Uh, I didn't really kind of hold his... his uh, his his time with Golden State on any kind of pedestal, but like you have to compete, you have to win, and if you don't, you get let go. Basically, that simple. I'm I'm not surprised at all about this outcome. Yeah, this was pretty like unsurprising. I thought after yeah. last season he'd probably be let go. Um, the fact that he got two jobs in the NBA, like head coaching jobs after his Lakers tenure to the Kings, just it's all bizarre to me. Uh, considering the fact that he was coaching a like already a team that already won a championship, already knew how to play each other, it's not like he implemented anything. So it's just always weird to me that he's gotten as much tenure as a head coach in the NBA off of that little yeah. streak that he had with the Warriors. But I mean, this has been an embarrassment of a franchise. So I don't. So like, I mean, who do you really put all the blame on? I mean, they haven't panned out on any of their draft picks. Uh, except for maybe De'Aaron Fox, but you don't have any pieces to really go around him and be a competitive winning basketball team. So it's just embarrassment after embarrassment, and it was time for a complete shakeup. So it makes sense. Like, hey, get through this season. Let's try to figure out somebody who's going to come in here and ultimately lead us to another 15 years of not making the playoffs because our franchise is a joke. Uh, but that's kind of the main news for this week. There's some rumors out there that Michael Porter Jr. could be done for the season Ooh, with the, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I haven't seen it reported by Woj, so I'm not going to go out there and say it's <laughs> factual yet. So I'm waiting for that to come through. But if that is a loss for the Nuggets, that definitely changes the trajectory of this season. They were supposed to be competitive with him and Jokic, but losing him and not having Jamal Murray for the majority of the season really does put a damper on what was supposed mm-hmm. to be another hopeful season while Jokic is playing some of the best ball of his career, and he already has an MVP on his resume. So um, some possible bad news for the Nuggets. But other than that, the NBA news is pretty slow right now other than altercations in Detroit. So that's going to do it for this week in the NBA. Um, we will update you next week on any news that comes out over the break. I know that the NBA is upping their COVID-19 testing protocols, as is most, as is the NFL and all these major leagues during the uh, Thanksgiving break. So um, I would just expect there to be some players that probably won't be able to participate in some games after this week. But other than that, not much else going on. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I mean, Brooklyn Nets taking back over. I uh, guess. Yeah, the Nets taking back over. Warriors yeah. are still hot. Um, yeah, yeah. Your no. boys winning the wins pool. What's new? Uh, you know. You know. Yeah. Just, just another day. Just another day of the NBA. Damn it! I hate that win pool thing now. Like it's 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 two years running where I'm just not confident, and it's just gonna be end up being me and Dustin again at the end. I'm sure. Well, once again, you have a look at the standings in my Golden State Warriors, my Phoenix Suns, top two in the West, and my Bulls and Heat right there up at the top in the Eastern Conference. So, ultimately, just... What's the gap? Do you have, like, the totals at all yet, or, or right now? Or, um, would you I'm have up, to do it? Uh, I'm up, like, 69 to uh, 57, 56. Mm. You and Dustin, once again, are, like, right neck and neck. I've got a little bit of clearance on you guys, because... Wow. Um, my top, my best four teams are all like really damn good. Yeah. Uh, so Ugh. Lakers hold me back, man. <laughs> good God. I still, I still can't believe that you literally have four of the top six teams in the entire league. Insane. Yep. Tis, tis my life, man. Oh uh, shit. <laughs> um all right, well that I does Oh go ahead, go the ahead. The guy ahead. who do, the guy who leads the NBA should be the best at doing this, so it makes sense. You know what? Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh I still I'm just bitter about losing and my NBA picks have been shit, so 
Um, that's going to wrap up the NBA shotgun. We have shop bets to discuss. Uh, we already have made our picks, obviously, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. Uh, so, guys, uh, shot bets for this week. Uh, first shot bet last week, sorry, uh, was the Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. Oklahoma shuts out Texas Tech, winning 23-0, giving Dustin the shot bet victory. Me and Brooks taking the L. Uh, the second one that we had uh, was the Cowboys versus the Chiefs. Chiefs getting the win, giving all three of us a shot bet loss. We all were trying to ride the... Uh, the uh the, yeah. the Cowboys train on that one and we mm-hmm. all swung and missed. We mortal locked the Chiefs. And Brooks taking his second shot for the week. Um I felt like I'm that, not taking any shots today because I felt like I called that like a golf Saturday fight. and we had a long Sunday Funday yesterday. Telling you, Dustin, <laughs> like like one one I mean you're you you've caught up, but like you you just need to start like randomly just posting one of those photos to the to the Twitter feed and your shot bets would be done every weekend. Yeah, I had plenty of opportunities for that <laughs> yesterday. Ugh. But um, this week we have the shot bets. Uh, we have Texas Tech versus Baylor. Baylor being a 14 point favorite. Uh, that was me and Dustin taking the Baylor side of this bet, thinking that they will uh, cover the, the 14 point bet. And Brooks thinking that Texas Tech will cover and be within 14 points. Of Texas Te- or of Baylor, sorry, Texas Tech side of the bet for Brooks. Uh, we have the Rams Packers game coming up. Uh, that is our second shot bet. I took the Packers, and uh, I know Brooks took the Rams. I'm trying. I'm blanking a little bit on Dustin. Br- Dustin, you take Rams as well, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Okay, so that was uh, Dustin and Brooks taking the Rams. Me on the Packers side of the bet. It is a one point favorite to the Packers at home. Think basically Vegas thinking. That the Rams have a two-point benefit, but the home advantage thing. Um, but uh, anybody out there own any shot bets, definitely make sure you tag us in it, post it, tweet it. Don't don't care. Obviously, we're just doing this to have some fun with you guys. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, but that does wrap up our episode. A little bit shorter this week for you guys, but definitely uh, plenty to always check out and talk about. Uh, Dustin, any final shot, any final take you want to kind of put out there for the people this week? I see a big head nod from you. What do you got? Oh, yeah. College football is wrapping up. You know, like three or four weeks ago when the first playoff rankings came out, everybody got all butt hurt. Things play out themselves the last month of the season. Michigan State, they were like, hey, we're we're in the conversation, and Ohio State smacked them around real bad. So, Michigan State, see ya. Same with Oregon. They're hanging around, and then they're like, oh, wait, we forgot to play against Utah. They're gone. So, now – Cincinnati has an opportunity to make it in to the playoffs as the first ever non-Power 5 team to get in. And so maybe that'll happen. I'm sure if it does happen um, after the next two weeks that they will just put them up against Georgia so they can get waxed. And then they can be like, see, this is why we don't put these teams in the, in the playoffs. And so that's how the playoffs always work, though, like, watch for the last few weeks to play themselves out you have basically pseudo playoff games this week and next week in the commerce championships and last weeks of the season to eliminate teams themselves they have it in front of them with a game now and they can play themselves either in or out so sit tight college football fans gonna get crazy the next two weeks good final shot yeah i'm definitely watching it close every week uh I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that'll play out with Cincinnati. I I, I have my doubts that they'll just give them that fourth slot either way because strength of conference or blah, 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 whatever reason they're going to use. They'll give them a five for being undefeated. But um, Brooks, final shot for the week. What do you got for us, man? Well, just copy and kind of paste what I just said last week. The university in Austin loses yet another game to West Virginia. 
and will for the first time since 2016 not be going bowling. They are four and six right now. Ah. Who would have thought that we would have had a worse or a better record than Texas after getting blown out by them earlier yeah. this year? Crazy to think, but yes, Texas four and six on this season, not looking good and uh, not going bowling in the first year of Sarkeesian. Uh, what a mess that he's inherited. I wonder if he regrets his decisions. He could have been sitting there pretty as the offensive coordinator uh, at Alabama, but inherits the stress of that university. Not looking good for them, and we love every second of it. And so uh, let's go Kansas State next week. <laughs> Keep them down in the dirt. Kansas State, let's go. Oh, man. All right. Always solid. Always love the UT hate. Uh, mine is going to be one that we actually skipped to mention last week. And so we're going to make up for it and, and bring it up of the Natty. The 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 OGs, the best in the business. Texas Tech winning its third straight national meat judging championship. We are, what, eight out of ten in the last ten years, but three in a row now. And... Uh, we know what we're doing with our meat up there, and uh, up there in Lubbock. We definitely oh, yeah. do. We do. We work that meat. We know what we're doing. Yep. Know how to judge it. We we know good meat from bad meat, and uh, <laughs> that's all I know about meat judging. I literally don't know shit about this competition. But you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, admire whenever uh, Texas Tech brings home a chip or brings home a natty. So cheers to you guys. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, best in the business. Texas Tech while, judging. While all the other tech pods got it out immediately, we waited for a week so we could keep the conversation going. We gotta, you know? we gotta talk about it. <laughs> no, we don't want the meet judging national championship to just come and go in a week. We want to make it last. You right. know, to have multiple weeks of celebrating. You know, that you, national championship. You, 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 you don't just try and like like puff through a cigar real quick. You savor it. You 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 embrace exactly. it. You you slowly roll through that thing. All right, that does. Wrap up this week's tailgate, guys. Uh, this is, uh, again, another week of fun. Uh, hopefully, y'all do have a good Thanksgiving. Be safe out there driving. A lot of people traveling. I know a lot of people are going long ways here. But hopefully, y'all did enjoy the podcast. Hopefully, y'all did enjoy the show this week. While you're on that long drive to wherever you're going, uh, make sure you do give us a follow on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you do give us a good rating, five-star review, all of that. Uh, make sure you do go swing by these social media pages uh, on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube swing by the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel again. That's been doing amazing. Thank you guys so much for swinging by and, and, and uh, liking the videos, watching the videos, just in, just helping us grow this show. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, find them at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks at Calvin B Barrett and me at block where the L is a one. We will catch you guys next week. Hopefully, y'all have a good, uh, good Thanksgiving. Hopefully, y'all your your, your grandmother or, or your family cooks up a fat ass meal. And uh, thank you again for swinging by, everybody. Catch y'all later. <laughs>